This is exactly right. Welcome <laughs> to my favorite murder, the mini-sode. Video for the fan cult. Video version. We blue-dried our hair. <gasps> you should see the shine on Georgia's bangs. Oh. She looks like a doll from the 50s. Thank you. Your eyebrows look great. Oh, thank you. They were rushed. Little eyeliner. Love it. Do a little wing. Oh. Just a quick wing. Gotta do it. You know, it does feel weird to put on this much makeup in the early day. Yes. No, I, I love it because now I have the like now I'll do something on a Sunday. <laughs> yes. Right. You know, like now I'm like, Vince, I have makeup on. That means we have to go out. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to take me somewhere nice. If I have makeup. On, no, I don't care where we go. I just have to leave the fucking house and put some pants on if I have makeup right. on for work. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, because it is I have primer on. Oh, I should wow. go somewhere. Yeah. You can't stay home with primer on. No, <laughs> look at you. You got your cheekbones are kicking. All I mean, right. we're just doing it. We're doing it for the love of the email. That's right. <laughs> so many good ones this week. Um, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. <laughs> it starts. Hi, friends. My mother is a nosy fucking Nelly. <laughs> She's a pediatric ophthalmologist and then in parentheses, a kid's eye surgeon. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So much to my brother, sister and my horror shopping trips were often plagued with her confronting strangers about their wandering eyes and how it's just a quick 15 minute surgery. Oh, no. Mom, please. Yeah, yeah. She's life changing and helps kids and all that. So one Saturday, my mom was on her daily run with my two younger siblings in the stroller and me on my rollerblades being pulled along by the stroller. Yes. Awesome. We lived in a suburban neighborhood in Spokane, Washington. So generally pretty safe. We passed one house and my mom suddenly turned us around because she had seen a lone toddler in the front yard. She asked me and then in parentheses in all caps, a five year old. <laughs> What she should do. <laughs> should she wait here with eyes on the kid for their adult to return or just carry on with her run? Or should she take the kid and find its home? No, no, don't <laughs> kidnap the kid. That's a lot. Don't do that one. Right. You would think. I told her the kid was fine. <laughs> yeah. She left us alone in the front yard to play many a time, and we didn't want to disrupt the kid's good time. Well, she didn't listen to me, a five-year-old, and picked up the kid from his front yard, and we carried on our way, stopping and knocking on each neighbor's door. She stopped at every house on both sides of the street. Oh. Asking if the neighbor knew who the kid belonged to again and again, she was told no, that the neighbors did not recognize the kid. Eventually, we stopped at the last house, the one my mother picked the kid up from. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> as, we, as we walked up their driveway, we noticed a group of adult men standing in the garage who all turned to stare as my mom approached with the toddler. She asked the group, does this kid belong to any of you? And one brave man stepped forward to claim the kid. I could tell he was super confused about what was happening. He took the kid from my mom as she scolded him, saying, you really need to keep a better eye on your kids. Ooh. I could have been anyone who took your child. Ooh, go mom. I, I could have been it. a bad kidnapper, not a good kidnapper. 
the men hesitantly thanked her and we carried on our way. I struggle with my mom now, but she's definitely a badass and I do have some of that in me too. I love the show. It's gotten me through dark times and long drives. Abby. Abby, <laughs> your mom is a nosy Nelly. I understand the struggle. Turns out the kid belonged, was where it belonged. And you're a kidnapper now. You're, by way of example, yeah. you have committed a felony. <laughs> way to go, super ophthalmologist mom that's doing it all. I think the, the lesson here is you got to listen to the five-year-old. Please. Please listen to your five-year-old. Who's smarter than a five-year-old? You've already made it five years. You're no longer a baby, <laughs> right? You're accessing a brand new part of your brain, mm -hmm. but you don't have any adult bullshit or even older kid bullshit. Right. You're like primed to be smart. Definitely. But out, the five-year-old recommends. <laughs> oh my God, for a second, I thought you had long um, dangly earrings on. Do you love my you? dangly ears? <laughs> Do you love my long? Claire's. Hey. Uh, all right. This is called Shabbat Shooter. Oh. Hello, murderinos, mammals, and mustache. Here's an old family story. My mother hails from a long line of East Coast Jews who have consistently celebrated Shabbat every Friday night. Her grandmother, my great-grandmother, was apparently quite the beauty and was all set to marry this guy from town, Hoboken, New Jersey, to be exact, until hmm. she met my great-grandfather. The other guy did not receive confirmation of her transferred affections until one Shabbat dinner when he asked my great-grandmother, are you going to marry me or not? She told him no, at which point he promptly pulled out a gun and shot her. What? Luckily, it hit her shoulder and went right through, though she was bedridden for a year. Holy shit. My great-grandfather waited for her and helped her learn how to walk again, and they eventually married and had a family. I don't know what happened to the shooter, as my great-grandmother was apparently deeply ashamed and refused to talk about it. Her daughter didn't even know until one of her friend's gossipy mothers told her about it. Whoa. Oh, my God. Great-grandma might have felt extremely slut-shamed, but I think it attests to the resilience of the women in my family. My grandmother and mother have plenty of their own stories, but those are not meant for this email. <laughs> advocating to end violence against women has become one of my passions and i'm grateful for all the work you do to promote mental health and safe resources for women and non-women victims of said violence stay sexy and maybe only bring wine to shabbat rebecca god that's i bet that grandma was it's like also trauma like it's ptsd yeah. that she can't talk about it right. that's someone she's the victim of a violent assault yeah it's crazy you think stuff like that only happens in like modern times but that's a great great grandma story yes yes Ugh. well i'm glad this rebecca's working towards she's you know what she's using her legacy yeah and and doing good because of it yeah using her family trauma for good here's to rebecca mm -hmm. shabbat shalom shabbat shalom Okay, the subject line of this email is, did somebody ask about a sinkhole? Oh. Hi, Paul Hole's friends. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you want a sinkhole story? Here goes. I live near the Lancaster, PA area, and besides quaint covered bridges and roads filled with horse-drawn buggies, and then in parentheses, cute the first time you see one, but very annoying to get stuck behind mm. in traffic. Mm -mm. We've also got a ton of shopping outlets. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's what they're known for? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. 
Um, one of them had a massive sinkhole open up in the middle of their parking lot that initially swallowed six cars and continued to grow over the ensuing days and weeks, eventually consuming 150 parking spaces. Oh my God. That's a big one, Karen. That is a biggie. And that's a really perfect way to describe the size of a sinkhole by parking spaces. Because that's, then you can immediately picture it in your head. I don't know what a football field size is. I've never been on a football field. I've been drunk every time I've been near a football field. (laughs) So you're going to have to give me more accurate and relatable sizes than that. Right. And a parking space is perfect. 150. It just keeps going. Yeah. Imagine. That's huge. Okay. Then the sinkhole. Oh shit. We're, we're fucking around in this first paragraph. We need to get to the second paragraph. Oh my God. What is it? Then the sinkhole caught on fire. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, it didn't. Yes. Someone's lying to make Karen happy. (laughs) Seriously on fire. It caused two million in damages and plumes of black smoke were visible for miles around. The cause of the blaze is still officially undetermined, but it is thought to be related to the construction to repair the sinkhole. Mm. So SSDGM, and now you know that sinkholes are flammable. And then they included three links so that we could watch the burning sinkhole in Lancaster, PA. And there's no name. Dropped in, dropped out with fucking gold. Awesome. That really badass move of just like, don't worry about who I am. Yeah. Worry about the size of the sinkhole and, and that, that it's, it's on fire. On fire. <laughs> the depths of hell. That's why it's on fire. Went all the way to the depths yeah, of hell. Yeah, you accessed a portal to hell, right. obviously, right. at the outlet mall. Right. Where else would you? And I mean, parking lots are hell anyways, especially at malls. So this is like, obviously, it's intertwined. It's like either it was going to be in the parking lot or it was going to be in that Nautica store that was in the mall. <laughs> either way, you're going to fucking hell, friends. That's right. Stay away from malls. Okay. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. That's right. Okay. Hometown rabies story. I was attacked by a rabid beaver. Oh, Hello, everybody. Christ. You're all doing a great job. Oh. <laughs> a while ago, there was a request for rabies stories. So here you go. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. You don't remember this? I don't remember this, but I'm sure we did it. There was a request for rabies. There wasn't a request for rabies stories. You and I made the request. Like, it's so... It was not some listener. We're getting into bed and pulling up the blankets. Like, what kind of story do you want? (laughs) Rabies! Rabies! In 2018, I went tubing down a creek in Ithaca, New York with a bunch of friends and my brother, Jake, who was visiting. The water was low, so it was pretty slow going, and we were all (laughs) spread out along the creek after a few hours. Man, I've never gone tubing, and I feel like I'm missing out on life. Just drinking and tubing. You're not. You're not. You're not. I'm not missing out? Well, as someone who... So I grew up near the Russian River, and that was like the thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it's fun for a little while, but if you get sunburn at all, Mm -hmm. it's a nightmare. Mm Mm-hmm. For that's a great example of when the water's slow, you're literally just kind of sitting around with your butt hanging. <laughs> it feels super weird. Like so yeah. your, your butt is just hanging down. Do you have to walk it's, back to where you started too? That sounds like a nightmare. Or you, yeah, it depends. Or you just take your thing and then swim back. No, I'll be beachside guys. I'll watch the coolers. There's just, I don't know. It's like, that's for 18 year olds right. that are like, it's like college. Okay. That's what tubing means to me. Okay. Well, then I won't fucking do it. I'll uh, try it. I don't want to try it no. and see. I'm good. All right. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> are we fighting? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm forcing you to go to that's the that's the end of it um okay blah, 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 spread out we're getting close to the end and suddenly an animal the size of a dog starts attacking my tube I jump out of the water trying to figure out what's going on and a beaver swims away with my instantly deflated tube towards some of our unsuspecting party <laughs> downstream a minute later I hear screaming from the direction of the beaver <laughs> When I round the bend, I see my brother in the water in his tube trying to get free from the beaver who was chomping on his leg with his giant beaver teeth. Ew. He gets free and up onto the shore, but the beaver is still in the water, swimming circles with a taste for blood. And we have more friends coming down the creek. Oh, my God. Start screaming, everyone. The beaver charges again for all of us on the beach. and We have to defend ourselves with the only available weapon, rocks. Mm. To sum things up, we made it out of the woods, got my brother to the hospital, and got him some much-needed stitches. The beaver did test positive for rabies, and my bro <gasps> and I had to go through a very uncomfortable series of rabies shots. I guess she got bit, too. Yeah. Great podcast and great podcast network. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Shout out to my brother, Jake, an NYC art teacher at Clara Barton, who was much tougher than I was about the shots, even though they had to go directly into the bite area. Which for him meant between the stitches. And I heard rabies shots are like fucking horrible, right? They're horrible. And I think you have to get several rounds yeah, of them. Yeah, I think like so Like it too. goes on for a while. Yeah. Stay sexy and stay out of Six Mile Creek. <laughs> Le <laughs> Leah. Okay. I want to, I wish I could see a picture of how big that beaver is. Because even if it was little, that's really scary. Well, she said the size of a dog. So that could mean... I don't think she means a chihuahua or she would have said chihuahua. Like that must be like a fucking Frank sized She's, dog. If you are going to compare something to a dog, you have to give the breed. Oh, that's true. And we need it to be registered with the American Kennel Association. <laughs> <laughs> no mutt size. No, we need parking lots. We need spaces by we need parking, parking space lots. size. Is the dog one quarter of a parking spot? Well, then now we know how big this beaver was. <laughs> <laughs> That's our unit of okay. measurement from now on, everyone. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye, goodbye. 
Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. I'm not going to read you the subject line because it's a spoiler. Hi, friends. Have I got a story for you? It has everything. <laughs> so many of these emails start, it has everything. It's my favorite. Yeah. Preteen awkwardness, punching, hush puppies, and then in parentheses, the shoe, not the deep fried tree, mm. and a brush with death. All right. The year is 1991, and I'm a very shy seventh grader with huge glasses and a terrible haircut. Aww. In my least favorite class history, I snap to attention when my teacher begins the day's lesson about famous American serial killers. What? Today's lesson, children. A seventh grade history <laughs> class about serial killers. That, kid, I that teacher was bored. For real. <laughs> was like, teacher, you know what? <laughs> it was probably right before Christmas or right yes. in May, like right before summer yeah. break. Fuck the American Revolution. Let's talk about it. We've killers. had it with all those old dudes. Yeah. Let's get relevant. Inappropriate subject matter for 12-year-olds? Maybe, but I am wrapped. And at dinner that night, Tell my parents and siblings everything I've learned. My dad casually says, oh, you, I've never told you about my run-in with a serial killer, have I? Here's the story. 
1973, my baby-faced 19-year-old dad was in the Navy and heading home to Syracuse, New York from San Diego on leave. He was dressed in his dress blues and sitting alone reading a book on his 10-hour layover in O'Hare Airport. Mm. A man in civilian clothing comes up, clocks his uniform, and asks if he's seen a Lance Corporal in the Marine Corps go by, and my dad apologizes and said he hasn't been paying attention. The guy then asks if he has anything against brass and shows my dad a military ID that says he's a lieutenant commander in the Navy, then, and then asks if he wants to go get some drinks. Dad says okay, because in those days a fellow sailor was akin to a brother. When he follows the guy past the airport bar and down the stairs, he starts getting a little confused, but thinks maybe there's another bar he didn't see. When the guy walks outside, my dad asks where they're going, and he said, let's go to my place. It's super close, and I have lots of booze. Nope, nope, nope. You're inside the airport yeah, already. There's bars. It's the 70s, but still, it wasn't an in-out-all-the-time situation. You still had to go through security and stuff. I don't think so. Did you? Didn't you? Oh, maybe you so. didn't. You could just stroll right up to your gate. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess that's true. Mm. Dad was not quite convinced. He then happens to look down and the man's shoes catch his eye. Mm. He was wearing gray hush puppies with little gold chains across them, which my dad, for some reason, found to be a red flag. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's right. Anyway, the guy convinces him to get in the car and offers to call some Playboy bunnies he knows to meet them at the house. Oh, come on. Well, it says in parentheses, the original Playboy Mansion was in Chicago. Mm. Mm. He then asks if my dad is a swinger. My poor, sweet baby angel father has no idea what that means. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Honey. He knows. We all know. Honey, girl. What that means. So he hesitantly says, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, no. The guy responds with some real dirty talk, the details of which I'll spare you, then proceeds to try to grope him while my dad keeps swiping his hand away and says politely, no, thanks. I'm not into that. Why don't you take me back to the airport? Mm. The guy is insistent. No, you'll be fine. You'll have a great time. I'm going to call the girls. I swear if you don't have a good time, I'll give you 50 bucks. As they turn onto a busy downtown street with lots of traffic lights, my dad plants his escape. He quietly looks to see if the passenger door is unlocked, notices that it is, and when they finally get to a red light, he swings the door open, jumps out, leans back in, and punches the stunned guy in the side of the head, runs across a few lanes of traffic, almost getting hit by a taxi. Wow. When the driver stops to yell at him, my dad jumps in and asks for a ride back to the airport. He eventually makes it home, tells his then-girlfriend, my mother, and some friends his crazy story, and eventually forgets about it. Cut to five years later. My parents are at my aunt and uncle's house on a Friday night eating pizza and watching the news on a New York City station, as they do every Friday night. They had cable. It was a big deal at that time. <laughs> and all the exciting news came from the city. A news segment begins with a shot of a handcuffed man... And my dad yells at them to turn it up. That's the crazy guy from Chicago I told you about. Friends, that crazy guy was none other than John Wayne Gacy. Whoa. Yep. The one that murdered at least 33 boys and young men and buried most of them in the crawl space under his house, <gasps> which was about three miles from O'Hare <gasps> Airport. Oh, my God. Right. You better believe that I raised my hand in history class for the first time ever and told that whole tale to my class the next day. My sister also recalls telling it to her second grade teacher, <laughs> who I'm sure was horrified. <laughs> that dad just told that story at the dinner table. Yeah. He didn't hold back. No. 
My dad is a former firefighter, just like home Jim, and has been teaching us lessons about safety for my entire life. He's the reason I'm a murderino who is always calm in an emergency and knows better than to try to put out a grease fire with flour. <laughs> Thank you. Let's underline that any chance we get. And let's be honest, probably also part of the reason I have anxiety entirely, friend. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Stay sexy and don't be afraid to be judgy about a guy's shoes. Kristen. Kristen painted a picture there for us. That's insane. He was going to be murdered by John Wayne Gacy. And if he had just a little bit more, like if he had more time. Yeah. Um, it, like on his layover, if he was a little more like, yeah, let's party. Who cares? It's right. the 70s. Any number of, uh, you know, I don't know. The f- and the shoe thing is so good. It's like there. It's true. There's How indicators. Oh, yeah. And it's also like him promising like playboy bunnies no no no, you gotta get like that whole thing he did where he manipulated people and then be like let's play this game with these these fucking handcuffs and see if you can get out of them like he's that is a fucking close call crazy yeah yeah um this is called thank god my mom still loves me (laughs) hello all in the words of sophia petrillo picture it jc penny the women's casual wear department 1993 Yes. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it just called Pennies then? I don't, they did. They made. They went through some brand changes okay. before they closed entirely. Oh, you're right. You're right. Now, aren't they gone? No, there's one in the Glendale Galleria. Oh shit! <laughs> My full apologies to the J.C. Penny company and catalog. That's right. You better. <laughs> okay, 1993 J.C. Penny. Now, picture hearing a child scream for most of the store to hear. They're going to kill us. <laughs> that child, pause for dramatic effect, was me. Nice. <laughs> Let's break it down. It was a Saturday and I had two options. Stay at home with my dad and older sister while they fix things around the house or go to JCPenney with my mom. I chose the latter. Choosing to go women's clothing shopping, one of the first signs I was transgender. Get my hands dirty as if. <laughs> The trip to JCPenney would have been no big deal if not for the movie selection the night before. Friday nights were family movie night and my sister and I picked the 1987 gem mannequin. Kim Cattrall, (laughs) fucking great movie. We loved it. Loved it. It was a big topic of the day. Mannequins were a big part of our lives back then. That's right. At Mm -hmm. first, I was super excited at the idea of mannequins coming to life to be my friend. But then I connected it to living doll horror movies of the time, like Chucky from Child's Play, scared the ever-loving shit out of me at the time. Chucky's one of the scariest things that humanity's ever created. That's right. And I soon found only terror in the idea of mannequins coming to life. Fast forward 24 hours later, and I'm standing with my mom as she looks through a rack of I have children now early 90s sweaters. (laughs) There was a group of three mannequins standing in a semicircle looking down at their bracelets. However, in my six, exactly. However, in my six year old mind, they were looking straight at me. I began to silent whimper cry. My mom noticed and got down to my level to ask me what was the matter. When I was a little kid, my freak out choice was the sudden freak out. Imagine a hundred-year-old dormant volcano that erupts one day with no warning. (laughs) So as soon as my mom asked me what was the matter, I immediately scream-cried at the top of my lungs, They're gonna kill us! (laughs) In what seemed like a blur, my mom scooped me up and was power-walking in her four-inch wedges out of the store while I continued (laughs) to scream, They're gonna kill us! (laughs) 
<laughs> Once we got out to the car, I don't remember much as I was in full hysterics. Now, at age 34, when my mom and I go to a store together, she always says, now don't make me power walk you out of here. <laughs> <laughs> SSDGM, and always remember, mannequins are people too. Serena. <laughs> oh i love those moments where it's like just classic kid thinking that adults like that's actually a great mom because she was like i'm i have to get in front of this now and like you know make it as low impact as possible right because that is that kind of thing where it's like it just takes one suggestion of a like yeah maybe maybe these are incredibly dangerous (laughs) maybe you should leave that toddler alone in its front yard you know what I was thinking is <laughs> leave it alone to figure out what's dangerous in this world. Um, at the J.C. Penny in Petaluma, there was a a diner, a oh. J.C. Penny like cafe. Wow, that was basically like a small Denny's, and there was also a hair salon where my great aunt Anne used to get her hair done. Amazing! So yeah. you'd go shopping. She'd be getting her hair done. Yeah, everybody would meet and eat grilled cheese sandwiches at the at the. JC Penny Cafe. It's a whole day. Called. You have you Come have on. a whole day there. You just give your whole life over to the JC Penny Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Was uh, that it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's it. Guys, wow. great job. We did it. Everyone, you did it. We did it. We all did it. We we found a new unit of measurement. We learned about rabid beavers. <laughs> we sure did. We hey, sure did. Hey girl. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to watch this on video and see what we look like when we said these words, go join the fan cult. It's a fun place to be. And, and it's the size of a hundred million parking spaces. It's so many parking spaces and I have highlighter on. Oh, yeah, you do. Look at those cheekbones, Karen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm impressed. Mm -hmm. Sorry to brag, but I'm just trying to put it out there like, you know, this is how you sell. This is how you get people to sign up for stuff that they can't see. That's right. You You do the tease. You do it. George's wallpaper. It has to be seen (laughs) to be believed. Sign up for the fan cult. And I have little sharks on my shirt. Do you see them? Oh, yeah. Wait. Tiny sharks. Do, 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 do. Ooh. Little tiny sharks. Do, do. Those that's really cute. Thank you. Where's that mod cloth? Of course. Of course. <laughs> I buy all my Did clothes. you see that news story that sharks are amassing on the East Coast? No. Mm-hmm. Good, good for them. <laughs> They're coming ashore, everybody. Get ready. <laughs> all right. We're done. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? <laughs> This has been an Exactly Right production. Our producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. Associate producer, Alejandra Keck. Engineer and mixer, Stephen Ray Morris. Researchers, Jay Elias and Haley Gray. Send us your hometowns and your fucking hoorays at myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. And follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and Twitter at myfavemurder. And for more information about this podcast, our live shows, merch, or to join the fan cult, go to myfavoritemurder.com. Rate, review, and subscribe.